Hello, everyone. This is Steve Smith at WCG Patient Radio with a focus today on movement disorder clinical trials. WCG is a company focused on the ethical, safe, and efficient conduct of clinical trials. Today, we are speaking about transforming central nervous system trials during COVID-19 and beyond. And we are speaking with Dr. Bob Dogger, an MD, a psychiatrist with a specialty in drug development for movement disorders and rare diseases. Dr. Dogger is the chief medical officer of WCG's Metavante Prophase Company and has played diverse roles in clinical development and medical affairs. Prior to WCG, Dr. Dogger was chief medical officer of Cadent Therapeutics and had multiple leadership roles at small and large biopharmaceutical companies and clinical research organizations, including GlaxoSmithKline, Genzyme, Sanofi, and Covance, among others. He has fostered the development of multiple products and different indications and development platforms and advanced several small molecules and biologics across all stages of clinical development. Dr. Dogger's background includes therapeutic experience in psychiatry, neurology, and rare diseases. Hello, Dr. Dogger. Hello, Steve, and thank you. It is a pleasure to speak with you today. Research methods change, and we hope they improve over time. And now, since COVID-19 has changed the way we conduct clinical trials, what are the challenges that sponsors face in conducting movement disorder trials today? You know, Steve, movement disorder clinical development is a topic dear to my heart. In addition to the many challenges we face in conducting trials in patients afflicted by a disorder of movement, you know, defining and finding the appropriate target population for a new compound or a therapeutic in early development, ensuring appropriate endpoints are evaluated and properly measured, working with top qualified investigators to provide the quality data needed to succeed. All of these challenges sponsors are facing today. Plus, at the present time, as we are enduring the effects of the COVID pandemic and halting or interrupting the course of ongoing clinical trials, everyone must pause to reflect on the uniqueness of their clinical development plan for their particular compound for a given program, measuring the impact on the type of data and the type of measurement methodology before proceeding further. For sponsors that are thinking about restarting their movement disorder programs, what challenges are they facing for continuing studies in this time of COVID? Now, this is the question du jour, right? This is a very, very important question on the minds of us all. As I already stated, it is of the utmost importance to adjust the course and craft and introduce new rules for reaching research subjects, how to reach them, where they are, or interacting with different technology media, or acquiring new data under specific guidance, or for example, clinician-administered scales with item-by-item level intervention. All this to say that ensuring data integrity at every step of the process should be the primary guide for any decision-making process when deciding to restart your study after a pause during COVID-19, etc. I will also add that with regards to initiating new studies these days, we have been engaged with a number of sponsors seeking to partner with us on crafting flexible solutions. 
solutions that minimize variability. So we are seeing a trend towards the hybrid approach whereby sponsors are basically factoring in data capture methodology for in-person, on-site assessments as well as for remote assessment. So these new protocols we're seeing incorporate quote-unquote virtual visits or visits with subjects in the comfort of their homes. I think patients like to be at home, but what's hard about the measurements and the collecting of data? What's the challenge? The fact that we have to evaluate data of different types, pre- and post-COVID, in the same data set, you will have to factor in your analysis this difference. Uh, you know, when it comes to remote assessment, we have to be vigilant and, and aware of what we can do and also about what we really cannot do. And by the way, this is a part of the recent guidance by FDA on basically how do we account for, for missing data and things that we cannot do. Um, as you say, for example, when you look at clinician administered care where you have, you know, you call upon a full neurologic examination, part of this examination, for example, you want to check for cogwheeling, muscular rigidity, you cannot touch the patient remotely, obviously, to do that. Uh, you want to do a pull test or something like that. So you'll end up with some items on these scales that will be missing, and that needs to be factored in your pre-specified analysis. How reliable and accurate is the data that pharmaceutical companies are capturing in remote environments? How would you handle missing data? Yeah, so in terms of reliability and missing data, we have been working very hard and diligently about crafting a solution, a remote assessment solution that basically yields an assessment as similar, as close as possible to the in-person assessment, minus those particular items, as I mentioned, that you simply cannot do remotely. But for everything else, most of the assessments actually are doable remotely, but we have to be very specific in the scripts that we employ in the adaptive training we employ with, with uh, raters, investigators, with how we attend to the environment that the patients are at, with how we devise basically the capturing method to, to take advantage of the full assessments uh, required in any given scale. And still, despite all of that, we will incur some missing data. So the sponsor as such is advised to revise the statistical analysis plan to account where applicable for such unavailable data. Uh, the recent uh, regulatory guidance, again, is clear about the absolute need to do that. For example, the guidance from FDA to industry uh, of conducting clinical trials during COVID-19, uh, this first came out back in March, then was revised in April and then in May, and most recently on August 2nd, 2020, they added a number of question and answers in the appendix. Uh, question 13 specifically talks about these remote assessments. And they say specifically that you need to put new processes in place, or if you need to modify existing processes, sponsors should absolutely document the reason for any contingency measure, the methodology of capturing the assessment, where it's captured, when it's captured, how it's captured. And in the case of anticipated missing data, 
the guidance clearly states to capture specific information in the case report form that explains the relationship to COVID-19. So very explicitly, you have to account for uh, the variability. So prior to locking your database sponsor, you are invited and you should address in the statistical analysis plan how protocol deviations relating to COVID-19 will be handled, for example, uh, how your pre-specified analysis will account for all of these variables, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I advise folks to, to go back to that detailed guidance and uh, read it more than once. Um, there's a lot of information in there. I'm sorry that we're out of time today. Thank you for speaking with us today, Dr. Dogger. Thank you so much, Steve. It's a pleasure. We've been speaking today with Dr. Bob Dogger, MD, a psychiatrist with a specialty in drug development for movement disorders and rare diseases, and a chief medical officer at WCG Medivante Prophase. This is Steve Smith from WCG Patient Radio. Special thanks to our producer, Natalia Muniz, our executive producers, Lauren Osmore, and production staff, Isabel Andresen, Roxana Guilford-Blake, and technical director, David Fogel, and the head of studio, Amy Hutnick. Goodbye, everybody.